0: Welcome to another edition of Logical Light, the bite-sized legal podcast from Yamalova and Pleska here in Dubai. I'm Tamelia once again on the 18th floor of Jamira Lake Tower's Reef Tower with Ludmilla Yamalava, managing partner. Nice to see you. Good to see you as well. Here's the question today. I have been working at this company uh, in
1: uh, Sharjah and uh, I've been working over here for the past one year. And uh, we have had uh, a lot of we have had quite a few projects uh, over the past one year. But recently, the issue is that I haven't been paid for the past three months. Uh, I don't know what exactly to do right now because uh, I don't know whether I should continue working or uh, with the hope of being paid, or if I should actually go ahead and file a case. Right. So, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure if I would be capable enough to handle the cost of covering the uh, case and what exactly do I do in this scenario.
0: It's a hard one to listen to. If you're trying to pay the bills, feed your family, and it's something that we hear a little bit too often. What can you do, Ludmilla Malova, if you've not been paid?
1: It, tough one indeed, as you said. And unfortunately, all too often we um, hear cases like this. And it's especially difficult for those who cannot afford to hire a lawyer, could not, could not afford really to go without a salary for very long. Not that many of us can, but mm. certainly it's that much more heart-wrenching uh, to hear stories of those who, um, um, on who, who are the breadwinners for their families. And if they don't get paid, even though, technically speaking, they, they appear to have a job, uh, but financially there isn't really proof of that, uh, what, what can you do? And uh, the natural question is, is um, well, why are you working if you're not getting paid? But sure. that's easier said than done, especially because of the UAE. Uh, so many of the residents in the UAE rely on that um, employment for purposes of employment visa or residence visa. So without employment, they cannot stay in this country. Uh, they uh, may have children and families here, and in many cases... Uh, those ch- children and, and family members are linked to the person, the employed person's uh, residence visa. So, if you leave your job, then your whole family is uprooted. So, it's um, it's easy to um, question the um, uh, the logic of um, staying. In employment, uh, is not compensating you, but in practical terms, it's uh, very common and it's, uh, and it's difficult to walk away in this part of the world.
0: Well, it is common. Let, let's take this particular instance. It sounds like it's been a few months uh, for this person. The, the automatic reaction is, well, I'm going to down tools, I'm not going to go to work, and then I'm going to file a case. So is that what you should do?
1: Well, many people in many people don't want to do that because they worry that if they do that, then they will be um, terminated right away. And if they're terminated, they worry that they will lose their visa and right. uh, it will affect their whole families negatively. Uh, so that's why uh, many people, as natural as it may sound to some of us, to, um, to file a court case, many people do not want to do that, and they look at this as a, as a last resort. That being said, uh, if you are not getting paid, Paid For a while, it may be that this is ultimately the only option for you to do. Uh, Some people still harbor hope that um, that fourth months, maybe they will get paid and they will get paid for the previous months during which they haven't been paid. And this is why they continue to cling on. Um, well, at some point, obviously you need to make a decision. And so if you um, believe that, that that time has come because you're not you you are not certain that you will ever get paid, uh, let alone for the months for which you have not been paid already, uh, then the decision, that difficult decision of taking a formal, uh, course of action is um, is just a matter of time. And so if you do if you do if you have come to that uh, to that place or to that um, uh, to that position then yes, ultimately the only way for you to try to change the situation uh, unless your employer uh, will pay you is to um, to take a formal court action. Uh, to do this in terms of practical terms you you can do um, um, one of two things depending on uh, where you're based in terms of your company's location so if you are in a free zone uh, versus mainland then the process is slightly different so you can if you're in in the free zone then you need to uh, you need to first apply with the free zone authority for what's called the mediation. Uh, that's where you lodge a complaint. And then uh, the, uh, the mediation team within the free zone uh, will attempt to organize a meeting between the employer and the employee and, um, and attempt to mediate. In most cases, mediations are not successful. But it is a necessary step before the employee can take the case to court, or employer for that matter. Uh, so you do need to go through this mandatory mediation process, and then if the mediation is unsuccessful. You need a transfer letter from that mediation center for you to file a case with the court. So that's the second step. Uh, now, if you are uh, working for a company that is on the mainland, outside of a free zone, uh, then you can go directly to uh, the um, to the ministry of human resources what it's called the amortization of human resources or uh, previously known as ministry of labor and you lodge your complaint there uh, and uh, at that point uh, the um, ministry when, once again will attempt to conduct a mediation And if mediation is not successful, once again, they will issue what's called a transfer letter for you to go to court. So in employment cases, whether you are in a free zone, outside a free zone, the step to file a court case is first mediation. And then, if the mediation is not successful, to receive a transfer letter to uh, to apply to the labor court. Uh, so it is important to highlight that there is um, a labor court uh, that has exclusive jurisdiction over employment cases. So it's not like you can just go to a commercial court, for example, and file there, because they do not have jurisdiction over employment cases. Um, so that's, in short, the, um, the practical or the process of uh, filing a court case. Mm. Uh, now. Uh, with regards to payments, and this is why a lot of people, like in this listener's case, uh, are afraid of going to court uh, because of the cost. They worry how much it's going to cost for them to file a claim. Uh, and because if you haven't been paid for a few months already, then for you to spend more money to file court uh, fees obviously is, is an additional burden. Mm. Uh, for employees, for claims under 100,000 dirhams, uh, there is no uh, no court fees. So, in other words, in this case, in our listener's case, if um, he wanted to file a court case, uh, employment case, then he would not have to pay any fees. However, the proceedings in courts are in Arabic language. Uh, so, therefore, uh, the pleadings and everything else will need to be presented in Arabic. Uh, That is not to say that you need to speak Arabic, you can use legal translators and have them uh, submit or uh, translate your your documents. Obviously, there will be a cost to that, but it's uh, not not that expensive, especially in a simple case.
0: If you don't speak Arabic, but you have a friend who does, could a friend uh, translate for you live? in court?
1: No, that is not allowed. Okay. Uh, only court-appointed or court-licensed translators can officially appear before, uh, before the judge and assist with translations. And uh, similarly, any documents that you want to submit to the court, Uh, If you, for example, want to submit your bank statements or your contract, and if you need to translate them into Arabic because they're not originally drafted in Arabic, then it's not that your friend can uh, attach an Arabic translation. They have to be translated, legally translated, and that is with the stamp of uh, court-licensed translators.
0: Okay. Is there any uh, rule of thumb, if you like, as to how long a case like this might take in court?
1: Well, the whole idea of labor courts is that uh, proceedings have to be a lot more efficient and a lot uh, simpler, if you will, than in a in commercial court. And this is why, so the whole focus here, the objective is for the judges uh, to move the, the, the proceedings quickly. Uh, obviously, because we're talking about people's livelihoods, and so that's the whole idea. It's just labor courts are dedicated to these issues alone. Uh, the judges are better, much better versed in employment cases. Uh, and therefore the process in theory has to take um, has to be much more efficient than would any other civil matter for mm-hmm. example mm-hmm. Uh, depending on um, on the nature of the case and the complexity of the case and uh, and also whether the other side will challenge and the arguments that they will present. Uh, So it can be as quick as perhaps two to three months, and it could be as long as a few years. Uh, Again, depends on the other side's response. Uh, But generally speaking, with employment cases, we've seen cases go all the way from the Court of First Instance to the Court of Appeal and Court Cassation in one year. And uh, we've seen employment cases that have lasted a little longer, but they're usually a lot more complicated. In a case like this, where an employee just has not been paid, uh, they are usually much faster. So I'd say perhaps um, it's realistic to expect a decision between three to six months.
0: And if you have taken the steps and make a case because you've not been paid, should you still be going to work?
1: Well... I um, arguably yes, by the letter Uh, of the law. (laughs) Yes, well, by the letter of so you so it's a great question because they're not mutually exclusive. So Mm. it's not that just because you have filed a court case uh, somehow that amounts to an automatic termination. So it's not like you should not you are now not allowed to go to work. But in practice, in real terms, if um, if an employee has filed a court case, uh, he needs to be prepared that the company will have terminated them. Uh, Now this. This is um, uh, this is expected, and um, but obviously, just because you're filing a case, you do not need to feel pressured to uh, to resign yourself. One way or the other, what's important to highlight is that under such circumstances, where an employee has not been paid for three months, even if the employee decides to resign, either because in the meantime he/she has found another job, and um, Uh, or because ultimately they they need to move on because they cannot sustain their their existence here without being paid, in whatever the reason may be, resignation under those circumstances can be considered uh, as what's called constructive dismissal. So even though you you resign, uh, the court will treat that as uh, being terminated. And this is also one of the reasons why so many employees uh, would rather continue to work uh, w- even though they're not getting paid, because they're afraid that if they resign, they will lose some of the benefits that they would otherwise be entitled to uh, if they were to be terminated. And under the UAE law, there is a difference. If you resign, you, depending on the circumstances, and by many cases, you would lose uh, a number of benefits uh, versus being terminated. In this case, however, under these circumstances, the court would deem this to have been as constructive dismissal. In other words, you have been forced to resign for obvious reasons because you're not getting paid. And in that case, the court would look at this, um, at this as uh, arbitrary dismissal. And therefore, then you could claim all the other benefits that you would otherwise be um, entitled to if you were terminated outright. And cases like this, it would be um, uh, at least a one-month notice, unless the contract provides for something else. And for arbitrary dismissal, usually there's a three-month additional compensation uh, when you're being terminated without good cause. So you could claim here an arbitrary dismissal and one-month notice and, uh, and any end of service if you're entitled to after one year, as long as you've worked for the company for at least one year of service. Now, what's also um, important is that if you continue to work for, let's say, six months without being compensated, you can also prejudice your case quite negatively, and this is because, let's say you have worked for the company for now seven or eight months and you haven't been paid or you've been paid sporadically here for one month, you know, half a month or so. Now, finally, you resign because you, uh, you've had enough. And as, and you file a court case. Now the court will look at and will ask you to present your average salary for the last six months. Well, if you look back at your last six months, your salary is pretty small. And this is the danger. The danger is that if you wait for too long, it will be more difficult to argue that uh, you have not been paid, the courts, um, and as long as there's some kind of payment, obviously, but the courts uh, may, or at least the other side may argue, and this is a legitimate argument, that you've ultimately accepted your salary to have been amended. And therefore, they will look in terms of, for example, bonuses or end of service. Uh, where uh, where it's which elements which are based on average salary they courts usually look at six months and so they will look the last last six months so if you now instead of let's say getting paid 10,000 dirhams a month on average you've been getting paid three months or 3,000 dirhams a month mm. uh, then they chances are they will take those three uh, 3,000 dirhams a month as average salary versus 10,000 uh, 10, so be very cautious and don't wait too long.
0: What if you can produce uh, an employment contract that states salary? Uh,
1: great question. The court's employment contract can be amended in um, different ways. One by another written document or implicitly or by practice. And this is how the law looks at this, is that if you have continued to stay with a company under different terms, therefore you have consented to your employment terms to have been amended, uh, by virtue of um, continue to work under new terms. In other words, your employment contract has now been amended uh, downward. But the same logic applies uh, upward. So in other words, if your employment contract says you or your salary is 10,000 dirhams, but in fact you have been receiving 20,000 dirhams, uh, the courts will not accept the 10,000 dirhams that is stated in, stated in the contract, but will rather look at what it is that you have actually been getting paid. Um, so, so it works both ways.
0: So before you resort to filing a case, let's just backtrack slightly. You need to sit and think very carefully, but you also need to talk to your employer. And that really should be the starting point, shouldn't it?
1: Absolutely. And um, I... I would, I would guess that in most cases, employees do talk to their employers, sure. and this is why they continue to stay, because they're perhaps being promised that the salary is, is imminent. Mm. Uh, but uh, before you file a court case, absolutely uh, make it very clear to your employer and, and see if you can reason with them before you commit those resources. Uh, that being said, in practice, we often see that until there is a formal court case, employers tend to uh, dismiss um, uh, what they call as what uh, what they deem as, or what they view as, um, baseless threats or empty threats. Uh, but uh, once you actually file a court case and they get a the call from the mediation center, be it through Free Zone or through the Ministry of Labor, um, often the response is different. Uh, so do talk to the employer before you make a formal a- uh, decide to file a formal court action, but manage your expectations because chances are you will have to file first before they come to the table and have a meaningful meaningful discussion with you.
0: That's another edition of Logical Light, what to do if you're not being paid your salary on time here in the UAE. Every week we try to answer your legal questions either in our Logical Light bite-sized podcast or in our slightly more detailed podcast full-length logical podcasts. We'd like to hear from you. If there's a legal question you'd like answered, whatever it might be, we're happy to try to answer it. Of course, if you prefer a legal consultation with a qualified legal professional, just hit contact at lylawyers.com. Uh, you can also find us via our new WhatsApp number, 971 525 16 one one wherever you find your podcasts look out for our full-length logical podcast discussions our bite-sized logical light podcasts like this one there's something new every week